I the way that I the way I grew up, I was, um, always like the underdog, or not not even the underdog. It was、mm. like the underdog that doesn't win. <laughs> That's like how I thought <laughs>、okay. of it. <laughs> Shoot, damn, that feels the bad. Under,、yeah. The underdog that you don't that doesn't even get rooted for. <laughs> Shoot, I'm crying right now. <laughs> so,、yeah. like. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the What's Up E podcast. It's Kevin, and today I finally, finally, finally have a guest on my podcast. So my name is Brian Lee. I'm 24. I've been born and raised in the Greater Seattle area,、um, and then I've known Kevin for. I feel like I've known Kevin for actually a lot longer than I think. I think,、yeah. uh-huh. but、um, we've more so cr-、uh, worked on our friendship in the past couple years.、Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been more so acquaintances before, like five or six years before that. So, because the first、yeah. time I saw you was wait, was it even? Oh, I mean, like we saw each other around like in church, like church. Maybe basketball setting or like just church. Yeah,、thing. so we would just see see each other at like joint church events, yeah, yeah.、Um, and then you had、high、friends、school. in my neighborhood, and oh and yeah, we see、yeah. each other in high school too. But I remember the first time I we first we actually interacted was、um, when you were in my neighborhood playing but just basketball at a public、uh, hoop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was like, oh, this is that Hooper Kev guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I knew that you played basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then when I saw it in real life, I was like, "Oh dang, yeah, this guy's this guy's money. He's got a bag." <laughs> no, no, it's it's actually sucks because I played like a couple days ago and、uh, I like hurt my leg. What? So the first day you so, played backsits for a minute? <laughs> yeah, and I I like couldn't walk straight. I still、oh, can't、really? like I still have trouble. I, it's getting a lot better like quick a lot quickly so. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but you like I'm going to easy man. Yeah, but I'm like going on a trip in like three days. Like, yeah, you're leaving New for New York this week, bro. <laughs> so I was like, screwed. I'm screwed right now, but I think I'll be fine.、Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think I saw you. Did I even see you in high school? The only thing I remember is you remember like see you at the pool. Yeah, I was yeah. here there. Yeah, I remember. Year. Yeah, that's like the one time I saw you, and I don't think I ever saw you like in the hallways. It's because you did running start, right? Yeah. So to give context, <clears throat> I'm like four years older than Kevin, and so、yeah. we would have only shared one year of high school and college together、um, if we went to the same place, and we did. So,、yeah. um, my last year in high school, I was doing a running start, and so I was barely on campus, anyways, but.、Mm-hmm. The few times that I was, I would see Kevin time to time. So, I've I've never like. I've never talked to anyone that did running start, or like obviously it was hard for me to talk to anyone that did running start because、mm-hmm. they weren't at the high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, how did you get yourself into doing running start? Like, yeah, I mean, it was just, for me. I thought it was a. It would have been a good way to kind of. Get ahead with、um, college, because my best friend 
was doing running start full time and he was planning to stay in state and I was too and so he said that if you stay in state with running start everything all your credits would be able to transfer and you can um apply to your apply to your major earlier or Mm. just just knock out certain classes that could hypothetically and probably be a lot more difficult in college and so that was my thing behind it um Mm. and it was just kind of an ultimatum for me to stay away from high school too because at that point I was kind of jaded about it and I was like Uh I'm kind of out of here at this point so (laughs) yeah already out of there yeah (laughs) But you're now graduated, right? You're yeah, graduated from I mean, I've been out of school for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is like the best thing about being graduated? And then like, is there something that you just like, shoot, I wish I was back? Or if you feel like, um, yeah, like what do you think you miss about it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me personally... Post-grad is just another way to say that you just got to live life. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. once once you're done with school for at least an extended amount of time, you have to start thinking about uh, real-life things in the sense of um, your career, um, being more financially responsible, um, setting yourself up for the long-term future so that you're not just... Um, struggling month to month, um, mm-hmm. just things like that. But things that I that I like about post grad is just, I mean, I'm not really stuck to. I don't have to study. I don't have oh, to go yeah. to class. I'm not really uh, stuck to certain assignments of that sort. And with the career that I'm in now, it's something that although it's it came out of left field, it's something that I have a lot of control over. And when it comes to like college and school in general, although you have control over, you know, the courses that you take, the major that you want to per uh, go down, um, yeah. there's there's still certain things that you kind of have to abide by. Like there's pre prerequisites, certain measurements that and standards that you want that you need to live up to, um, to set yourself up for success, but. Um, for me, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of living, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just I, doing my thing. I just answer to one person <laughs> and even that mm-hmm. person is just like super chill, at least at, at the company that I work at. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just saw your, cause I never really had Instagram before cause I deleted mm-hmm. it like senior year of high school, I think. But, um, so I didn't really understand why people were saying fashion, Brian, or like model or something like that oh you know like <laughs> how i think like emily or genie would say that stuff yeah yeah but yeah. uh i because I, I have an instagram for this podcast right and then i right you followed and i saw i was like dang wait I'll, and i was like what the heck like how did you uh how did that even start you know like you because like the I'm, whole stu- that yeah, whole, the whole like thing. are you taking those by yourself like okay. Those, did you? <laughs> um, I mean, just to go, yeah, to go off that point, I started getting into shoes my last year in high school. Okay. Um, so my pastor at that time was super into Jordans, mm. um, all about that sneaker life. And I guess that 
kind of rubbed off on me. And so I started really um, getting invested into shoes, just wanting to collect and get certain pairs. And as that as the years went on, as I was going into college and school, it slowly transitioned into just overall like clothes and fashion and uh. specifically streetwear. And so I went from just collecting Jordans to now I want to collect like Supreme and then mm-hmm. like anti-social social club. And then the big brand that I really got stuck on was um, Fear of God and its essentials oh, yeah. line. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I think I've heard um, of like all of those. Yeah. 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 So yeah. just for some reason, I just got really gravitated towards it. And mm-hmm. um, sophomore year in high, I mean, in college, um my one of my mentors at that time just said hey i'm starting to go get back into photography Uh, um like mm. i just quit my job and i'm gonna pursue photography full-time but i wanted to do like some i need to practice so he asked me if i if i just want to do like a photo shoot and it's super impromptu and i just said well i don't even know what i'm doing i don't know how to i'm not a model (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just and so yeah. I mean it was just a day for us to just um go around a couple places in downtown and hang out mm. and take some shots and he said that I can keep them um yeah. just because he wasn't gonna he's not gonna use them for his own personal use and I yeah. said well I'll just I mean Post them, uh, yeah. some pictures are better than nothing so yeah I just took them uploaded yeah. them and I was like oh this is that was actually a lot of fun and so yeah. I asked him, can we do it again another time mm-hmm. um, after after that? And so then we had another photo shoot. And then um, as I kept posting, you know, I would I, I would get a little I started gaining a little bit of traction of like just random people commenting on my posts and following me and saying, hey, you got I like your style and just random um, things like that. But that's yeah. that just kept going with it for a couple of years. Um, yeah. so for the rest of college, I, I was just posting. So a lot of the pictures I do have on there it are pictures that I took on my phone, just, mm-hmm. just taking them. And then some of them are, um, from just photo shoots that I did with, with my friends or just random people that asked me to do it. Um, but a lot of them are just like pictures that I took. Um, mm. yeah, I don't, I'm yeah. going to be honest. The last picture that I posted was like last September, <laughs> <laughs> or even maybe before that yeah. so yeah, i yeah. really don't care about it anymore uh-huh. um in terms of the, like the 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 social media and the blogging thing but yeah. um I, st- I still like fashion a lot um yeah. i'm not i i would when i reflect on everything i kind of realized that i was more so obsessed with it really? and it was more like an idol in my life uh, at that time uh-huh. um and so over the past year and a half or two two years it kind of i kind of dumbed it down and if there's something that I like, I'll just get it. But it, I don't get obsessed with the thought of like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. if I don't have this hoodie, if I don't have this like shirt, yeah, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> like, cause it used <laughs> to be like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely changed a lot. Um, I don't really, yeah, I never really post anymore. Yeah, it was. It's. I had fun with it for the time that I took yeah. it seriously. Cause there was a there was a period where I was like. Oh, I'm, I want to try to be a blog, like a, a blogger, bro. <laughs> like I'm trying to be a fashion blogger. Like I want to, I want to be a legit influencer. Yeah. And it's so cringy to look back and look at those thoughts now. Really? Um, but it is what, it, it is what it was, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like, cause you, I saw your following, or the number at least, and I was like, wait, what the frick? Cause yeah, I feel like most people think like you have to have like a hundred k, or like something like that, and that's that's considered a lot. But like, practically five k is a lot. Cause I'm pretty sure you don't. I mean, necessarily kind of, individually I... <laughs> know like five thousand people. You know, that's true. I guess it's like yeah. hard to know that many people. But um, so are these? Did you get like random notifications, like at once, or was this like gradual, like each day, like oh, just a random person is following me now? Yeah, something? I mean, it was a little bit of both. Um, there were there was maybe a spurt, a couple weeks where I would get a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there'd be times where I wouldn't get any, any followers at all. And then it would, then it would slowly get more over time. But on that note, if I would, yeah. that was another thing I got obsessed with too. Like once I, I think it was when I passed the first thousand, I was like, bro, that comma, <laughs> that comma looks real nice. <laughs> so okay. then yeah. I started getting, um, so possessed with the thought of, I just need to get my following up and up and up. Yeah. Um, so then that because that 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 fed back into this kind of loop of I want my follower up. So if I need to get that up, I need to post more. If I need to post mm-hmm. more, I need to take more pictures. If I need, yeah. And then it's just sick. Uh, it was super cyclical. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that helped with the fall, like gaining the a little the amount of traction that I did in college was um, I interned for a YouTuber at that time. Makes and sense. he is yeah. he was a he was a streetwear YouTuber. And he was growing really quickly, um, and so mm-hmm. I just I was just a an extra set of hands on his team, and um, just kind of working with him, posting about him, like when we were mm-hmm. when we would work together that summer. That that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it, I think the numbers don't really speak to engagement as much anymore on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, in my in my opinion, I think. IG is kind of a dead platform. Yeah. It's more it's more for like it is for the numbers, it is for the the status and the clout, yeah. but um cuz someone could have like a million followers but only get 30,000 likes and like 20 yeah. comments and that's that just shows they might have bought their followers or they or... they just have really really low engagement, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say when I first started streetwear vlogging, um I that was I think I I started it at a time when it was at its peak. Like a lot of people like were wanting, stuff, yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah. were wanting to do it. Um, I think streetwear was at its prime in around mm. twenty sixteen, between twenty fifteen and twenty like eighteen. It had I a really good street. Like the culture yeah. was really really big at the time. And I feel like it was so that helped like a lot. Saturated, like um, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the market yeah. kind of popped a little bit with yeah. people wanting to enter like this world of being being a streetwear influencer. Yeah. Um, so for people that made it, they made it. Like a lot of people, they do make their living off of sponsorships and things like that. Mm. Um, but for someone like me, I don't, I, I wasn't just... on the grind. Like I, I'm using <laughs> quotes, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, at one point I kind of just was over it. it. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had fun with it for the time that I had, you know, I got, I actually worked with PacSun for a couple campaigns. Oh. I worked with UGG for nice. a couple campaigns too. So they sent sure. me free clothes a couple times, but like after that it's kind of yeah. whatever you know it's just clothes <laughs> that's what i realized it's just yeah. clothes it's just shoes it's whatever yeah. man i'm just curious about that process like do they just dm you straight on instagram and be like yo do you want to like 
wear my get free clothes or something yeah that's how it works so um one time oh so with ug and Paxson, they had a rep email me okay because i used to have my email like on my on profile yeah, yeah and so um i got it i got an email one day and it said hey we're running this fall campaign for for yeah. UG, ug men's boots and they said they would pay me and send me free gear Whoa. um so I, I just have to yeah i just had to post um this amount of times in, in x amount of months and then yeah. um that's it and then with paxton it was just free clothes like they said hey we were um trying to market our essentials line for this upcoming release in two weeks um can you send this or can you rep this and can you post it post about it and on your story and heck? on your profile so that happened like a couple times one time i mean i when i was really big about it or i mean like serious about it yeah um i would get random like accounts just in my requests my dm requests and i would yeah. open it and it would be like the randomest brand and so it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so i just wouldn't respond i'd be like this is just a waste of time and it I, might and not be legit yeah there's that and also what i learned was a lot of these up quote up and coming cl- uh, brands are they they don't actually send you stuff for free like they tell you hey we'll give you uh, a 20 percent discount code yeah for uh for for you and then when you post about it if someone uses your code um yeah. you'll get commission and it's it's just uh, it's just stupid and it never yeah. happens uh, um, yeah yeah so i never bought into that like one i saw this one guy post about like uh know your knowing your value and he said that if someone uh, if the if a company reaches out to you like that that means they just, they don't trust your value they mm. or they don't believe that you're actually worth it yeah. Um, they're just trying to use you for um like the marketing. revenue yeah, yeah yeah and the marketing so yeah um dang yeah that's kind of legit honestly <laughs> kind i of mean what in yeah. the, so yeah. this is the this is me something? talking about it all in like hindsight right yeah, like yeah. reflecting on it in the moment you f- you feel like the biggest deal in the world like yeah, dude yeah. this big company Paxson <laughs> just emailed me bro like <laughs> yeah yeah and they're sending me exclusive gear because um yeah. just for context like fear of god essentials um it's it's like it's more accessible now but it used to have a certain um limit. like not a limit but it had its kind of stature to it uh, where oh if you see someone wearing it it's like oh they like dang they they know about it kind of thing uh, right okay. um so for for me to get the opportunity to get that for free was like was pretty yeah. legit because it was that a lot harder to get back then than it is mm-hmm. now yeah. um but i'm sure less people knew fun. about it so it was like a more like it felt exclusive i guess there, there's the idea of exclusivity yeah yeah, yeah. i was um, never and, into it but right right like yeah it might have felt like exclusive to have it or see someone wear it like oh shoot like mm-hmm. i can actually talk to this person because this person actually knows his stuff about whatever it is yeah yeah there there's something to that like the idea of exclusivity um i was i was about that a lot too a, a long time ago um i would only so uh, i would there are certain points where i would only buy things or want to get something for the sake of having it not because i actually like that item right uh, and it was it was the it was because of the idea of oh they only made this amount 
And yeah. so it's it's worth it. Like, and if someone sees yeah. me wearing it or sees me like uh, rocking it, yeah, they they they, they know. know. I, I, they know, right? They know you're the coolest guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how dope, I thought. Yeah. That's how I thought back then. Mm. Um, but yeah. I, well, I realized that the idea of exclusivity can only go so far for an individual. Yeah. Um. It for me, it, I feel like it hurt me more than it actually did anything for me. Mm. Um. Because it took a while to kind of break that that mentality of um it's just dumbing down the value of like just clothes like yeah <laughs> like it's just cotton it's just nylon it's just canvas it's just you know nylon. it's just it's just it's leather just, yeah <laughs> it's just fabric yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah dang wow i need some i need some camp someone needs to send me an email <laughs> some email sent by way. some sponsorships all my um, connections are gone now, man. I can't <laughs> help you there, buddy. <laughs> I wanted to talk about what, something we've talked about like three times now. <laughs> sure. This one, I think, or something that we related on. And okay. I'm sure there's a lot more people that would just like to hear it or maybe in a similar, have a similar mindset that we did and i'm sure you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about <laughs> I, wait, wait, i'm actually kind of clueless <laughs> you okay, gotta fill me in. <laughs> so i don't remember like we talked about um like feeling like we're late or feeling like because well just to give a bit of context i actually um posted an episode um just like last saturday called dead end and i was just talking about how um like I was getting rejected a lot from my majors and stuff mm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so it felt like, well, all these other people are already in their major and then I'm not right now. And so like, I'm kind of late or late. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just want to like ask, ask again, what do you think about being late as I do air quotes in life? And yeah, just about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can testify to that idea a lot. Um, so if I was to give a little bit of a background, um, I the way that I, the way I grew up, I was um, always like the underdog, or not not even the underdog. It was mm-hmm. like. The underdog that doesn't win. <laughs> That's like how I thought okay. of it. <laughs> Shoot, damn, that feels the, bad, under, yeah. the underdog that you don't that doesn't even get rooted for. <laughs> Shoot, I'm right now. So, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I I grew up in this little town um, that I was probably one of five Asians uh, where I grew up. Okay, because it's a super Washington? small town. No, it was it's it's in uh, Friday Harbor area the just up north in the islands so that's where i grew up until middle school and at that time for some reason all the kids and specifically all the guys that i grew up with they're super athletic like Uh, they they're they were they were i don't know like tall for for your kid yeah yeah (laughs) they're they're all they were bigger than me taller than me skinnier than me and Mm. just faster than me and everything and so and for me growing up I was I was a big kid. I was like super. I was I was a fluffy guy, mm. and so whenever we had to do uh, PE activities like a mile trial, I would yeah. it would take me yeah. like uh, twenty minutes while they can finish it at that time in like seven eight minutes. That's 
pretty pretty damn yeah. good for a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it was just little things like that just really beat me down, and I could never, I never felt like I could find my way up. Mm. And just getting bullied also as a kid, and um, looking back at it, like there were, you know, you get like racist remarks, like kids like slanting their eyes at you and like talking about yeah. how your food smells, just like those microaggressions, right? Yeah, you don't know it in the moment, but mm-hmm. um, I think that added up to that all piled up to me carrying this identity or this this mentality of like i just need to work that much harder just to be at someone's level like at someone's baseline right yeah so translating that idea into like college let's say Uh um and, and just getting into my career my best friend at the time or he's still my best friend, but at that time, <laughs> in, co- <laughs> at that time yeah. in college, um, we were we were both the same age, both the same grade, and we both were um, going for like internships. Yeah, just for this for the for that following summer, and so like him and I are both applying to like five, ten internships a day. We would sit down together and apply, like him in his own field, me in my own field, yeah. um, and we just hang out and talk like talk about it afterwards, but. Mm-hmm. I was I was getting nowhere for like mm. for that whole junior year. I didn't even get one interview. Um, no, res- yeah. most of them just wouldn't respond. Right. And I was applying to not just big companies. It was like, I'm desperate at that. Like at some point yeah. you get desperate. You're applying for like you're applying, you're applying to like the, the mom and pop shop for it. Right. Yeah. But and then my friend, um, mm. he w- was in a similar ish boat but then he applied to an amazon internship and then he got rejected at first actually oh but then a couple months later they came back to him and said hey um we actually do have a spot for you Um, would you like would you like to take this opportunity to still be with us for for the following summer and of course I'm happy for him because he's my best friend (laughs) like I want him to do well in Uh his future but I couldn't help but have that feeling inside of dang dude i felt like i've been working just as hard as my as as this guy Uh, maybe even more mm. but i'm not making i'm not even making one step yeah in the Mm. direction that i want to go in and so yeah like that's just how i it's just just always my life story you know even like with things like basketball let's say um my friends he's pretty he's pretty good at basketball too Mm. And he, he like doesn't prat like quote practice or, you know, do drills or anything, yeah, yeah. but he's like pretty good. He just kind of plays mm. for the heck yeah. of it. And for me, when we play together, he's better than me. I, and I'll, and I admit it, mm. but I feel like I, I, I do, I do, dr- I would do drills or I would do shooting yeah. practices and stuff like that, but I'm still not better than him. So mm. it's just, it's just the same, it's the same, um, kind of narrative. Yeah. It's, I'll do the same amount of work to either be at the same place or still not be there. Right. Mm. So that's, that's kind of how I felt. Um, Mm. and then even when we both graduate, so that was junior year, senior year. Um, I'm still going through the same grind. Like I I still haven't, uh, landed an internship, let alone a career, like a job outside of college. And, um, my friend, he goes to the internship and they extend an op- a full-time um, opportunity. Yeah. Like they, they want to keep him after to the, stay hired yeah. on after his internships expired. And so 
go through the same emotions. Dang, I'm so happy for you, bro. <laughs> but like low key middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. still here, like doing the same uh, thing, right? Mm-hmm. So senior year goes by. Uh, I'm still applying to like five, ten jobs a day, internships a day. I can probably say I've applied to over a thousand jobs. Like I'm not right. even joking. That's like, pretty legit. Pro- yeah. Probably more, to be honest, because when you apply for two and a half years straight, you're gonna yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably know every there, company man. there exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether so, it's a one-person company or yeah. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I discover like the most obscure like. Yeah. Uh, corporations and companies out there um but all of senior year i still couldn't land a job and then here's my friend just chilling just yeah. waiting to start his career right so mm-hmm. i it 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 hurt to like a lot in the moment to mm-hmm. to kind of sit down and be with in my own thoughts and say dude like am i not gonna be anything in my life you know because yeah. that's how i felt yeah. at that time and then of course to add more like fire to the flame my sister who's two years older than me she yeah um she went through an internship like her junior year or her senior year or something but then she started working right out of college basically yeah at the same company and yeah yeah kind of like my friend and she's still there and what that made that didn't help at all because now what my sister did is the precedent (laughs) that my parents expected of me to do Mm. as well Right. Or that's how I perceived it. It's like if I don't do what what my sister did, then it's like game over. Like it's Uh, like my parents will think that I just wasted my time. Yeah, Yeah. it's just whatever. Like I'm just a I'm just a a fly in the wind or whatever. Right. So I just started feeling all this pressure. of I got to I got to catch up. I got to keep up um, to do. And I got to do whatever it takes to get there. Um, But. It like, once I got my first job, it didn't really amount to anything. Like all, the, mm. all the, all the desperation that I felt, all like the, yeah. the, the difficult emotions that I was struggling through and kind of trying to, um, filter mm-hmm. out, like it didn't, it's not, it's not like that ever went away. Like it's not my insecurities ever went away. Yeah. Right. And so. I'm because st- I I mean I'm a working man now I feel like I'm quote like on the same level as mm. my friends like we're both working men now, yeah. but for some reason I still didn't feel like a sense of relief from all the toil that I went through, mm. you know. And so yeah. for me it kind of took a spiritual journey yeah. to um, overcome like those thoughts. Yeah, and it took a pandemic to overcome those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I but, was about to say, like, yeah, pandemic, like, you know, it's it's funny because a lot of people use it as an excuse, but it's like, it's like the most genuine excuse you can ever hear. I think, you know? yeah, no, for real, like, if someone could ever tell themselves that they didn't be, uh, like, something efficient or yeah. productive in their life, you know, you pulling the COVID <laughs> card it isn't bad. I don't. I, yeah. I wouldn't blame you as as an individual. That's the only man. card like I wouldn't hear it as like a. Oh, they just using that as an excuse, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Even though they um, can, but I'm just like, wait. I struggled. Hello. You're right. It's like Pandemic it's like too. you're right, bro. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you were talking about um, your friend, it reminded me exactly about a situation I had that. 
or it sounds like a Citroen I, I had that is so similar to yours where um, I had this friend that I was like spending practically all my time in college mm-hmm. or in my first year of college and my second year of college with and we were applying to CS at UW. Yeah. Both applying. Same like same season, whatever. And then it came the day where like we get our results back. I think this was like the second time we applied. Um, but I think we were at different locations, right? And I think we went to the same location and um we opened it together. Mm. And then he got in, I didn't get in, right. and it's like, you know, there's like the awkward, <laughs> it was like, oh, shoot, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got in, but I didn't get in, <laughs> like that weird awkwardness, so I remember feeling that, and then right after, the funny thing about my friend was like, he he responded where he was like, dude, no, man, like, that's not right, you do Seattle messed up, like, they should... What, they should have accepted you. It was like he's saying that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just trying to appeal and, to you. Yeah, yeah, and I, and um, I'm just glad he just didn't sit there and just stay silent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, makes yeah, things yeah. more weird. <laughs> you know, and right. I'm just grateful that he said that kind of stuff. Um, because like, what else can you say, honestly? Like, you can't just mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, it's okay, next, next." Yeah, yo, dude, it's okay. You did, that, that's you the, that's what you deserve, bro. <laughs> that's bad too but if he's like yo um it's okay next if he said that's like bad right you don't say Mm -hmm. that that's not so i feel like he did say what practically the only thing you could say um but yeah and i feel like after that i was like shoot now i really feel like um i'm late to the game of like just being a software engineer or cs major yeah, um, which in a lot of people's eyes, it is late because now I'm a junior, right? But thankfully, I did get in to Bothell now. That's what I'm talking right. about, bro. <laughs> Heck so yeah. It's, it's actually just been like a week or two. But um, mm-hmm. you, you know how you're saying like you didn't feel like um, as much relief I've, is what you said, I think. Like the or, weight off your shoulders yeah, kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's weird because like for me, the first thing I did was like just I was sitting on my desk like I am now. And then I looked at it and I was just like just went to the ground and just laid there. And I was mm. like, my God. Like, yeah. Thank you, actually, because I've got rejected like five times from a major. Right. Which mm-hmm. is kind of like. um five seasons or six seasons of like right because you, you can apply twice a year yeah and you can't apply yeah. like well like a lot you have mm-hmm. to apply like every time they have an application open yeah so it's like a long process and just usually that kind of stuff would like make me shed a tear but i remember just laying there and just be like being super grateful but i do like i feel like i do struggle with the fact that like it didn't really okay i'm not gonna lie actually it did make me feel super relieved mm-hmm. but it's just like i can't help but think like oh but then there's ordered people that did get in the major 
Yeah, before. yeah. There's you know still I mean? that sense of insecurity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, t- I totally get that because when I got my first... So my first job I got was um, in human resources at Amazon. Mm. And so I got on as a contractor. Okay. And that was like good enough for me, to be honest. Because yeah. I was just so desperate to get into human resources and recruiting to yeah. at least get my foot in the door right that was all i needed i was lowering my standards like year by year <laughs> month by month like you know what dave I, can i just can i be a barista or a janitor somewhere you know? <laughs> can i be janitor yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for right yeah. so yeah. the moment i got the extension to sign this contract to work at amazon of course i was super happy yeah. Right. I was like, you know, like, praise God that I got this. Thank you so yeah. much. You know, you, you do, you do, um, you do really reward your people. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. How, you know, that's, that's all the thing in the process that I went, you know, I went up to my mom, like <laughs> I told my mom, she was super happy. Yeah. yeah. But just like you, I kind of thought now I'm on the game. Now I'm finally have my cards on the <laughs> table to mm-hmm. actually play like with like the game with my friends. Yeah. Um, and that's how, that's how I felt. And I, it took a long time for me to kind of get over that, yeah. um, whether it was like spiritual counseling or just like, you know, uh, per- personal, like, I'll just call it meditation for, for mm. a simple sake. But yeah. um, just getting over that mentality was really difficult for me. Um, mm. And then, you know, as COVID hit for everybody, I ended up losing my job at Amazon, like in like mm. last May. And it's that didn't cause help because it's because of, like, of COVID and also my contract was expiring and they didn't, they just couldn't see um, me like yeah. just staying on the team. Yeah. Um, so, and just, as, I just got laid off, you know? Yeah. Uh, and while my friends, my friend, my best friend's still working, like yeah, doing his thing, making really good mm-hmm. money. And then my sister's mm-hmm. still working, making, making good money. Um, while all that's going on, I get thrust into a position to go, to go, uh, I think I told you this, but I had to go with my mom to yeah, help the, take care of our family business yeah. to get it, to get it sold. And that took a year. Damn, and so there I am like toiling. It's like, it's yeah. physical labor. It's, <clears throat> it, it's, it's a family business. And, but it's like, it's like in the Compton of Seattle, <laughs> like super, super <laughs> yeah, ghetto yeah. area. You get yeah. druggies come in all the time. Mm. Um, homeless people come in all the time. And you know, like they're, a lot of them are good meaning people, but it's just to put yeah. it, it's, it's like, it's not a safe not neighborhood. Not the safest place. Yeah. It's not safe. The, a lot of, a lot of, a lot can happen. Um, like every other week I'm calling the cops every other week. Dang. I'm picking up like syringes off, off my parking lot, you know? Yeah. And so. I'm there for a year. My mom and I are put into a situation where we're forced to do this thing. And um, of course, I'm kind of thinking to myself, of all people, why why am I here? Like, mm. why did I get laid off? Why am I put in this position to yeah. um, go through this crap with my mom? Yeah, um, yeah. And I can't, and I can't, I can't um, like just opt out of it. Like my mom yeah, would course. probably die of of mm. like fatigue if she did it yeah. by herself sure. um so it was really it was really stressful on just my on myself as an indiv- individual it was really stressful on my relationship with my mom yeah. um and then of course it doesn't help with thinking about the future like how is this going to excel my future you know yeah. like i'm just working at like a like a mom and pop shop I, it's, yeah. how is this going to look good on my resume kind of thing <laughs> so i was yeah. real. I, w- I was thinking a lot like that 
Um, but with, I was like, with a lot of guidance by, you know, older, older people in my life, they're kind of telling me, you can't, if you think of your, if you think, if you keep thinking like that, you're actually going to die like early because mm. you're, you're not going to help your cause in practically, um, because you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking this way is just going to kill yourself like over time. It's yeah. like, it's like slow, it's slow poison because stress kills, you know? Mm. And so it took a long time and a lot of guidance for me to kind of think, you know what, I really need to just let all of the, this desperation and expectations of, of being secure in a job or whatever, like I need to let all that go and just live at my own pace. Like if God or the world is telling me to, um, you know, be at, be with my mom for a year you know, su- suffer together, suffer with her, suffer from her too, like, then that's what it's going to be for a year. Um, and that's what it was. Um, and I'll be put into a position to work at another time and just when the time comes. And I would that the, the point when I, it, it was one night with my mom, like at the store, that I was explaining how I was feeling to her. And just when I was saying it out loud to someone that obviously loves me, um, that's when it clicked in my head of, I just need to accept where I am now. Even though it's not ideal, I just need to accept it because that's just the cards that I've been dealt with, whether mm-hmm. it's something that I agree <clears throat> with or not. Yeah. Um, so after that, you know, I just kept living. It took another couple months for us to kind of finally come back home, but within a couple of months, I get a job, you know, Let's go. <laughs> and, and it's a job yeah. that I've never, I've never, I'm like, I've never worked this job before. I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm struggling to pick up the pace of the, mm. of the work, yeah. but I don't know. It's, like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's a job, you know? Yeah. And I thought, and for me, the expectations that I had of starting to go through this job application process again was, what it was what I went through in college, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. 10 applications a day for <laughs> ten, for two years straight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be that all over again. Right. Yeah. But somehow I, I got blessed with just an offer mm-hmm. within not even, not even mm-hmm. a year, like not even six yeah. months. It was within two months. I, yeah. I was able to land a job. And yeah. so it just kind of made me realize things just come to you. Like, yeah. um, God, God will give things to you mm-hmm. when it, when it's, when it's right, because it's in his time, Yeah. but you'll, you won't see it if you don't see it through him, like through his mm-hmm. eyes, you know? Yeah. That's so true. I just feel like, well, I don't know what my time at Bothell is going to be like, um, mm-hmm. or anything like that yet. Cause I haven't started, but I'm just like. If I never got rejected that many times, I would have never ended up at Bothell, right? Right. You know, and so, like, and that's a big, it's kind of a big difference, right? Like, if I Mm -hmm. spend my time on Seattle campus and if I'm spending most of my time on Bothell campus, if, like, something happens where I'm at Bothell and something just, I don't know, something great happens, then... I would be like, oh, well, I would never be at that position if I didn't get rejected like six times. Yeah. In my major. For sure, man. You know, which is like so weird. 
um, to think about because, like, I really do bring this all back, and I always bring it back to like the day I quit playing basketball, because it's like okay. it, it's like a, it's like an extension. It's way too far back, but <laughs> you know, it's like I always feel like things. You just never know what's gonna happen, but. I feel like if it does happen where like, oh, you quit something or you have to go through something like there's always like the other side to it. I just feel like. Yeah. And it's just not there at the moment, mm-hmm. at least in like my circumstance where I was like, oh, first of all, when I quit basketball, I didn't have like a huge identity crisis. Like, who am I now that I don't play? Because it was like right. it took up all my hours. You know, and so it's like, who am I? And then get to college. And, um, you know, the thing that really changed for me, like, before basketball, after basketball, is, like, caring about people or having, even getting the opportunity to have friends. Right. Know what that feels like. Yeah, because all that like, time opened up. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, I really just really didn't care about it. Like, mm. if someone was to come by in my life, um, they would just come by, and if they left, it was like, "Oh, okay, bye," kind of thing, right? I'm right, still, right. I'm still on this path where I'm just playing ball, whatever, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, all my, basically, all my friends played basketball at that time, um, mm-hmm. that that were not at church, but um, yeah, and so I just feel like. I had the opportunity to talk to people and know what it feels like to be a human and have friends kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, now that like I am in college and now that I'm going to, like I'm in my major, I just feel like it feels really rewarding that um, that there was some sort of struggle in it. Yeah, like, for honestly. sure. When there was yeah. like, like if I just got it easy, I feel like I would be happy. Like I'd be glad that I got it. Like my major, obviously, but I wouldn't like mm-hmm. feel the, like yes, <laughs> kind of do like, yes, I actually got it. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so like it's weird because like we have to say that like, like the struggle is good, but at the same time. In my heart, I'm just like, I hate it so much. <laughs> no, yeah. in the moment, it sucks for sure. Well, one, one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, so you and I are the, the, like our narratives are kind of similar with that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, for my my best friend, his hardest struggle in life was not getting into his major. Like, mm. <laughs> And yeah. I just kind of want to put it in the context of like, that's kind of how yeah. he grew up is he had a, he had a good upbringing and yeah. kind of a lot of things were just kind of set up for him really well. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's a bad thing, right? Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Um, so for him, like not getting into his major in college was was a really, really big deal and the biggest heart like yeah. struggle for his life. Yeah, yeah. At that time. Yeah, yeah. But for you, like or for you and me, it's it's uh, it was so different. Yeah. And, then- and the. Did you feel like um, 
did you feel any support from like around like your peers around you mm. i feel like for me in those circumstances i i don't really like to like talk about what's bad or oh i see you know i i feel like i'm just more like um well something good i'll speak on it right um yeah yeah like if they ask like oh did you get it i would just be like no i didn't get in right mm-hmm. or something like that but i feel like i have this bad habit of like kind of keeping more to myself right unless yeah <clears throat> unless somebody if somebody asks i'll i'll kind of just say Right, but right. I'll never just go out of my way to ask for that kind of help. I see. Um, which I myself think is not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I kind of do this, what we're doing now. I feel like yeah, where yeah. I kind of put myself in a position where obviously I'm not forcing myself to do this, but it's like I've already set an environment for myself where if I'm going to talk about something, I'm talking about it. And I feel oh, like, for sure. I feel like I got to talk about it now because I've created this environment for myself. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> so, a contract, boy. <laughs> I signed a contract that doesn't exist. Not playing. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing that was like a burden or struggle for me was like obviously my parents and how they're responding to my school um like my position in life basically yeah right because i get that they like they work really really hard like almost like any other immigrant parents do Mm -hmm. and so like at a restaurant just grinding out food all day right and since covid got more busy so like they're obviously just more busy um and I just feel like I'm just here on a computer, just literally remote learning, trying to just get in my major kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like when I'm realizing that my parents are working harder than me, I'm like, well, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why does it feel like my parents are working harder than me? You know, in a, in a I country I where I know English and where yeah. I can flourish better because I know like knowing English is a big advantage, right? For Especially sure. In America. So I don't know. It just felt, I didn't really, it didn't really feel good to have like, to think that my parents were working harder than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you probably felt this too, but I don't know how good your parents are with English or not. But do they just... suck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like my no shame, but yeah. they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but my parents can't speak that well either, and so I would just get random calls throughout the day, um, like while I was at home during the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, while they're at work, just to like, oh hey, can you call this or hey, can you call oh yeah this yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah you know, and it's like. I, I don't have like a, oh, can you tell my sister to do it? Or can you tell my brother to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just, just me. Yeah. So I was like, 
Yeah, I got it. And I I remember they're asking me like, "Oh, are you busy?" They always ask me that first. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are you busy? Yes. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would say that, but like, I just be like, "Oh no, no, what is it? Just because it's like, well, I mean, who are they gonna ask? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was like, you can oh, ask no. their neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna ask their, yeah. So it's, I feel like that was a bit of a struggle as I was like. Um, stressed about just where I'm going in my life just because I felt like an assistant. I feel like I had a full-time assistant job, Mm -hmm. like as a translator kind of deal, or like even bigger than a translator because I'm actually like saying to the person what to do, like how to fix this. And so when you were like talking about working at the group, it just kind of reminded me of like, I really feel like I just have this assistant job. Yeah. And I'm working for someone else when I don't have myself together. Right. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Yeah. And so, and I feel like that's why, like just knowing that even though I had this full-time assistant job, I was able to get one step in the door with like where I want to go or what, what, what I want to happen. That's why I feel like it just made it like the gratitude I felt was much more meaningful and just, that much greater just because I was mm-hmm. like, I knew that there's a lot that was hindering me and it felt like a obstacle. Yeah. But then at the end I was like, I mean, I got to the finish line for or, sure, you know, or see a glimpse of what I wanted. And yeah. so, yeah. Cause it's kind of, kind of goes along that thinking of, um, how would you know what, um, success is if you've never experienced failure? Like, yeah, 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 you need to experience that dissonance yeah. to really uh, soak in and understand yeah. the magnitude of that success, right? Yeah. Even in the little things, like, dude, uh, I don't know, I was able to wash my dishes today. <laughs> I, I had hot water. Like, yeah, heck yeah, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had hot water. You know, it it's can like, be, it can go down from the littlest things to the biggest things, right? And so yeah. I totally get where you're coming from. Like when I got the job at Nordstrom yeah. this time, or that's where I work, Nordstrom. Yeah. Um, when I got it, like. Wait, hold on. It hold was on. this. Oh yeah, what's up? Uh, wait. I'm gonna end the call for one second. Hold on. Sure, no problem. Man. You don't. You don't need to pause your recording. Yeah, yeah I'll keep it going. It's funny because as I was talking about parents calling me, my parents called. Your parents called you? <laughs> but it was no Bro. big deal. <laughs> Dude, that's actually so funny. <laughs> uh, it's still recording though, right? On your end? Yeah, no, I didn't pause it or anything. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you remember what you were talking about. Oh, I was just talking about like when I finally got or when I got the job offer from yeah. from my current company. Like it just felt so much uh i felt so much more gratitude just like you said yeah, yeah um and it didn't really show itself in like oh i'm like sobbing my eyes out like I'm oh, on yeah. my knees praising <laughs> god like thank you so much that you did this for me but it was just this internal like uh satisfaction of uh like i did this yeah and i feel this way because of everything that i went through before this mm. And I, you wouldn't have that feeling. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have that high if you yeah. didn't go through what you did before, you know? Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying, man. Yeah. Um, like, I've... it's just a lot. And once you overcome certain things, it, it's just that much greater, you know? Yeah. And, if, and I, I just get my, 
Well, something you were saying, I just got reminded of like, I think it was Michael Jordan who said it, or some basketball player where like, yeah, they've missed countless more shots than they've made, kind of mm-hmm. deal, for and, sure. Which makes so much sense because, you know, everyone just sees what you've made or the shots they make. They count yeah. the points. They don't count yeah necessarily the misses. Honestly, so, for Michael Jordan though, he's probably made more shots than he's missed. Honestly, to I was about to, I was about to yeah. like say that. I was like, you know, like statistics, like stats. He's yeah. straight up. He's basically fifty percent like yeah. on his field goals. Yeah, and then in practice, he probably barely misses. <laughs> yeah, know? honestly, when I when <laughs> I remember like like on YouTube, they uh, there's like videos of them practicing, like Curry just shooting. Yeah, they don't miss like, in practice. They don't miss. Wait. Wait, they literally don't miss. What yeah, are you talking miss. about? They're actually <laughs> automatic, bro. They're they're at a point where it's just missing is not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's like, weird when they miss. Like yeah. it, it's just insane. I was like on TikTok recently, and they posted Camilla's like shooting. Oh, he had like a shoot around with yeah. uh, like a was it a D one prospect or something? I don't know. Or was it an actual NBA player like that it, just got drafted? Or he was just shooting by himself. After he got traded oh, okay. to Lake, he got he's going to Lakers, right? I think. Yeah, he's on the Lakers yeah. now. So they're like, it's like him practicing for the Lakers or something like that, just shooting. Okay. And he literally missed zero shots. Yeah, in that he's one lights minute out. video. So yeah. I was like, but it's funny because like they don't even get Carmelo doesn't really get the spotlight nowadays. I feel like. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, I he is a little bit past his prime. He was coming off the bench yeah. in in Portland, but yeah, he's still yeah. a great player. Yeah, which is weird because, like, you could be that good but still not seem like you're that good in, like, mm-hmm. press. In, in relation to everyone else's talent. Exactly, which is insane, yeah. honestly. It makes me think, like, yeah, NBA, that's that's literally a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to be yeah. one of the luckiest people on the planet. Like, yeah, you got to work hard, but luck is, like, insane. It's a lot of luck. It is a lot of luck. <laughs> Um, so in this last part, I'm just going to like hand the position or host position to you and just, if you have anything to ask me. So now that you're in your major, Kevin, yeah, what are you looking, what's the next step now? Like, what are you now looking towards? Um, I mean, obviously there's, you know, finishing school, but like now, Mm -hmm. now what is it? Like, what's the goal? I think that the my goals haven't really changed. It's just that now whenever like I'm applying to the job, I don't have to be like, Oh, I graduate with the either a sociology or something that's not computer science. Gotcha. And just be like, wait, why do you, why should you do so when you wanted to do software engineering or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's just such a I much see. simpler process when I apply and everything else. Right. Okay. So that's why I, yeah. So nothing really changed for me. Like, I think I'm still trying to do software, um, internship, um, all those stuff. But I feel like long term, I would not, I don't want to be doing it. Like, I don't want to be doing software. Like, when I think long term. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to be doing something where it's like social media related. Oh, I see. Like I would rather be doing 
I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I think one thing I realized kind of recently was that life is, a lot of people say life is short. Um, and like, oh, you only live once kind of deal. So just go and do it. And a lot of people say that, but I've just been realizing as I've talked to someone and just some people, it's like life is really not short. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's if kind we look of long, at it, bro. <laughs> it's like, if it's, if, if we think that's long, right. So people think that it's short because like, oh, you could die any day. Right. But if you die, you're just going to die. You're not going to be like, you're not going to be Wait, in heaven. Like, <laughs> oh, I regret not skydiving when I was on earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it's like. Those thoughts want to come up. Yeah, so in a way, life, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So like, I'm just like, wait, life is really not short like they say it is. It's just like, oh yeah, like you don't just do all the things you want really fast because you think you're gonna die the next day. Yeah, you know, it's because what happens like like you do everything on your checklist, yeah, Yeah. and then you live another sixty years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm just saying like, like when I'm thirty. Um, let's say I'm still doing software, I could just quit and do whatever I want to do, Um, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have to be doing whatever I want to do now, right? Yeah. Because when I'm like 30 and I've had a job long enough, I'm hopefully I have enough money where I can like do more things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I think I've always just had this perspective, like, as I connect it back to what we were talking about the entire time, like, that I'm late. It's like I'm not, like, I still have a lot of time, and I'm still considered young, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, even when For you're sure. 30, 30 is, like, pretty young, honestly. It's still young. Yeah. yeah. You can't be, like, I mean, since I'm not an actual athlete, I won't be, like, dunking or, like, going as hard on sports when I'm like 30, but I'll still be young and probably have more money than I do now. I don't know. I, I think I've recently just had that like perspective, but before that I was just like, shoot, I'm like late to everything and I'm just yeah. not young whatsoever. I'm, I'm getting old now, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm not, <laughs> I'm like, just starting my life kind of deal oh right yeah for sure man and so yeah i think i'm just relieved to know that not thinking that i'm old (laughs) when i'm not Mm. (laughs) so so, yeah that's my goal cool man to be joe rogan yeah you want a hot box? You want to smoke some, some <laughs> cannabis? <laughs> Talk for three hours and four hours. Yeah, yeah, just four hours. <laughs> you literally talked for like three to four hours. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's those ridiculous. pods are crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll just ask one more question, Kev. Okay. Because you're going to New York this week. Oh, yeah. What are you going to, like, what are you looking forward to the most? Well, I've never been there, and I think I'm just looking forward to just Feeling what it feels like to be in New York. Just be know. like a New York like, person. <laughs> or or just, everyone just talks about like, oh, it's like fast paced. There's like people just walking around. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case because of COVID or whatever. But, so you just um, want to experience that though. 
Yeah, that's the that's the most thing. That's the thing I'm looking forward to the most is like okay, okay, feeling what that feels like. I think I'm looking forward to a lot of food, but I just want to know what it feels like to be there. To be honest, for sure. Maybe I'm staying too long too. <laughs> yeah, you're just, staying there for a minute, like or like a six while. days or five days or six days. Yeah. yeah, 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 which is a long time. But I've never been on a. Well, I've been to Korea alone. Mm-hmm. So this will be like, but then I was with like my mom's family there. So yeah. this will be like an actual, actual solo trip. If that's it, that's it, man. Do you have anything to plug? Nah, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not here to advertise or agency. market myself. Heck no, man. I'm over that. <laughs> if this was like three years ago, I'd be like, dude, yeah. hit me up on my YouTube, hit me up on my IG. I would have done all that, but nah, I'm not going to blast anything. <laughs> all right. No, but well, thanks for having me, Kevin. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I'm down to come again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just hit me up. We can talk about anything. We can talk about yeah. gorals. We can talk about oh, guys. Yeah. You know Should've what I'm saying? about that a bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Talk about guys. dudes, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Go follow me, everyone, at What's Up You Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and and uh, TikTok, unfortunately. But um, yeah, <laughs> thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Take care. Uh, All right, you press one.